The Will Kane Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? The Ryan Rossillo Show podcast. Okay, so here's the deal. We've got Ryan Clark. This hour is going to join us one thirty Eastern. We'll get to this Jerry Richardson story, but I don't want to lead there. I wouldn't lead there probably, even though he's being, I don't know what's going on. He's selling the Panthers. A story came out. He seems a tad sketchy, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that for right now. We're going to do that a little bit later because Clark has intimate stuff where he's he's been involved. Jeff Saturday negotiated against some CBAs. I just don't want to start there, Will. That oh, makes okay. sense, right? All right? I think the right the right move in producing a show today, we could do a little bit on the Seahawks. Saruti has the best NFL question he's put into the show producing-wise the entire football season. It's a great question. We'll do that at the top of the next hour. Uh, we have some internal stuff that I definitely want to hit on later this hour, but we're going to start with Pat Steelers. It was supposed to be the game. I thought the slate was really good this weekend. And in that game, the Pats pull it out and I think we're left to kind of go in a bunch of different directions. We could go with, what the hell's a catch? Year three, five, whatever. Are the Pats real? Are the Steelers done? Is it another batch, bad matchup? But I think the best thing to start with is really, who is Ben Roethlisberger? If I just, before we get into the play that leads to the game-winning interception by the Pats, where are you on Ben Roethlisberger through his career? And then kind of we'll, uh, I guess, revisit that today and hear from him. Well, first of all, I want to say I think you're starting in the right place. Your producing is just impeccable. It's on point. Thank you. As one would expect it to be, because I want to give you this note right here via CBS. Pat Steeler's highest rated game of the NFL season, a 17 rating. That's up 8% from Week 15 last year. Everybody was watching that game. Who is Ben Roethlisberger? Where am I on Ben Roethlisberger? Man... I wish I had like a short, pithy, quick answer for you on Ben Roethlisberger is X. All right, I'll go first. Oh, you have that. I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> well. I think he's really good, but I've just never been a huge Ben Roethlisberger guy. And he blocked me on Twitter. He blocked you on Twitter? Well, that's an old joke. He's blocked like 2,000 media members on Twitter. Am I blocked? I wonder. You better be. I should go check it out. It's like Scaramucci. I didn't know he followed me till you told me. <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, you know, we could get into the off the field thing, but if I'm going to be fair, uh, the league moved on from it. Uh, I, you know, he's, I think he's a, a drama queen in the sense that he's just everything. I'm always this hurt. I'm this hurt. All these different things. But, and I try to do this a lot. There are guys that I may not necessarily like, but I think they're awesome. And I think he's awesome. And he's I think awesome, he's been playing man. great. And I thought, look, he was this close to giving his, Team a huge win, especially when you consider AFC home field. So he played great yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. He is a. You know what? He is underrated. His historical context is underrated. Putting him, you know, he's not in the Brady Rogers class, but he's not very far behind that. He's got the career accomplishments to back it up. Where am I on him? You know, sometimes I'm like, wow, you know, you know what Ben Roethlisberger doesn't do? He doesn't do the, hey, this is from the top. We got this from the fourth floor PR. This is how we'd like you to spin the game today. This is what we'd like you to say. And he doesn't do that. And whether or not it's Antonio Brown or Mike Tomlin or, in this case, Todd Haley, you seem like you're just getting it straight, unfiltered. Eh, this is kind of how I saw it. Kind of what it. we want, right? We ask for a lot. Ask for. Yeah. But, on the other hand, I listened to that whole explanation this week about did Todd Haley tell him to clock it? Did he overrule him? Who did it? And I'm like, is he telling the truth? All right, well, let's let's hear from Roethlisberger. Because remember, Steelers coming down. They've just given up the lead 27-24. They hit Schuster for a 69-yard play. And it looked at one point it was just a man in a pro football game standing on the field with no one ready to tackle him. And you go, are they going to win this game right now? So he gets tackled. They have another play where the player's tackled inbounds. He throws it to Jesse James. We'll do the whole catch thing later. But 
Then when the James thing is overturned, you're sitting there going, okay, actually, excuse me, the James thing was overturned. Then they throw it. They keep the guy in bounds. They run it. It's third down. They can clock it right there, fourth down, kick the game-tying field goal. I like that Roethlisberger and those guys are going for it. Then it's a matter of who really knew what the play was. And then afterwards, you're going to Roethlisberger do that on his own. He says absolutely not. Here's his explanation in the thing everyone's debating today. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh, Todd. Uh, now, once, once again, that's coming from the, the head guy. Someone's telling them, but but you know they, um, you know maybe they wanted a field goal. You know maybe they wanted a tie. I, I don't know, and so maybe that's on me. Uh, maybe I should have uh, just clocked it. Whatever it is, I don't know. So we're not going to look back and second guess anything or anybody. Uh, we, we lost the game, and, and I threw a pick in the end zone of the game to lose it. If it's true, that's great. He gave us what we wanted there, but then no one seemed to like that. And I'll admit, because I don't like him, in a weird, and I'm doing the total transparency thing here. Because I don't like him, I kind of want it to not be true, and that's totally unfair. And then when I watched the NBC broadcast last night of your Cowboys against the Raiders, Rodney Harrison torched him. Rodney Harrison said flat out, that's not true, you need to own it. Rodney Harrison was accusing Roethlisberger of wanting to not clock it on his own and try to throw it into the end zone for the winning play, which again, I don't have a problem with that strategy. And then I'm going, wait a minute, could that be possible? Could, could, Could Roethlisberger have made this, like even if I don't love Roethlisberger... Come on. He, is he just making this whole thing up to blame somebody else for the interception? That seems kind of crazy. Well, wait, 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 wait. So I heard the same thing, right? I saw, I heard Rodney Harrison last night essentially call Roethlisberger a liar. Yeah. But now as you just played that sound again, I don't think that's what he's doing. I don't think he's laying blame on Todd Haley. I think what he's saying is Haley got in my ear, said clock it, clock it, clock it, right? And many of us watching, you and I don't have a problem with Roethlisberger overruling that call and throwing it in the end zone. We don't have a problem Not with him all. fake clocking it and going for it. Because imagine if it worked. Imagine Ima- if it worked. Everybody would have been going. Like, I try to, I, I do the stupid thing at home in those moments, Will, fourth down, you know, goal line, whatever. I go, okay, say exactly what you think is the right call now. Right. Well, I think some are going, you should have clocked it. You should have taken the field goal. You shouldn't have taken the one outcome that can produce a loss for you, a loss in the moment. As you play that sound, man, I sort of feel like that's Roethlisberger putting the blame on himself, not on Haley. You want to hear it again? You feel like like you want to hear it again. He says, Haley told me to clock it. I didn't do it. Maybe Haley wanted to play for the field goal. I did this. So essentially, he's taking the outcome on on his shoulders. Did you see his face? Have you seen the video of this? No, just heard it. Because I saw that when I was watching all the recaps. You see this the morning. lie on his face. <laughs> uh, it felt, and I watched it again last night. Like I watched it last night. I caught it today, and I go, "All right, what, what's the real issue here? I don't have an issue. They threw a pick. It's it's a mistake. Every dude, there's so many dudes would be going if they if they threw a touchdown. Championship football, number one seed on the line. Don't have to go to Foxborough. Love it, Tomlin. He likes EPMD. This guy's awesome. He's Always aggressive. goes for two. Yeah. I, when when it was picked Fast and it went right to Tomlin to runny nose bleep, <laughs> you're like, now you don't look like a smart coach. <laughs> if it was a completion, you're going, that guy, just look at steely-eyed deal. So you want to hear it one more time. You think Roethlisberger actually isn't blaming someone else. But taking the blame himself. Listen. even But see, this is the thing. is In the, in the rules of this thing we're doing here, Will, you're not supposed to mention anyone. You're supposed to say it was my decision, mine alone. That's true. But we yeah. just said he doesn't get releases from the fourth floor PR department. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh, Todd. 
Uh, now, once, once again, that's coming from the, the head guy. Someone's telling them, but but you know they, um, you know maybe they wanted the field goal. You know maybe they wanted to tie. I, I don't know, and so maybe that's on me. Uh, maybe I should have uh, just clocked it. Whatever it is, I don't know. So we're not going to look back and second guess anything or anybody. Uh, we, we lost the game, and, and I threw a stick in the end zone at the end of the game to lose it. What do you think? You hear it my way? I I know how you're getting there. And what I'm doing, like, I'm openly admitting on the air because I haven't liked Roethlisberger all that much. Like, part of me was rooting for someone in the Steelers staff. Like, I'd love to get a text from somebody later in the week and be like, oh, the staff is Could you hear him debating with himself when he said, when the question is, which one? And he goes, uh, Todd. (laughs) You could literally hear (laughs) the devil on the one shoulder and the angel on the other going, should I, should I, should I not, should I? Uh, Quarterbacking 101, though. Like, Russell Wilson, imagine... Imagine if Russell Russell would have given us the... Well, Russell works on the fourth floor. Yeah. He's in the PR department. He doesn't have to get the releases because he helps craft them. This is me <laughs> being, I'll admit, inconsistent. You go, maybe he gave us the perfect explanation, told us the truth, and then we got exactly what we want. So I should embrace that. But the rules of this here thing is that he's supposed to go... Yeah, you hate Russell for being yeah. so politically correct. Yeah, I'm being... Yeah. I don't think it's... Some guys will try to hit me with the total black and white and be like... Every time someone tells me the truth, I have to love every every moment of it. And you go, well, that's not. Those aren't the rules. Well, the question is, is he telling the truth? That's it. Um, I, I have a hard time, even if I don't like Roethlisberger, I have a hard time believing that he created this thing and then he went for it on third down all on his own and is blaming a coach this whole thing. I, I just, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I would disagree with Rodney Harrison and his rant at halftime of last night's game. There we go. The Ryan Rosillo Show. Rosillo. This happened was pretty fascinating to start the show. It's not even bad, all right? So no, I don't want, I'm I don't ready. Want, I don't want Will Kane to think I'm coming after him here the Rosillo Show. It's only Monday. We're only two segments into this on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Compare rates for you so you get the best deal, even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. Ryan Clark uh, is going to talk about everything. Look, Steelers, the whole deal. We're going to do a whole catch deal. But you have... This is good Twitter feedback. This is feedback about you in show that yes. is maybe going to help us be better today. I need to issue a correction. So people are saying I'm not listening to that Roethlisberger clip right. That what's happening there is they're saying Haley said go for it, not clock it. So the so here here it is yeah, again. Okay, okay. Because Let's, there's a question being asked, and if you don't catch Roethlisberger's initial answer, he's saying no, 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 no. Someone else told me not to clock it, and right. he's putting it on Todd Haley, which is kind of a no-no in the locker room. After the fact, right. even if we're, I'm supposed to love the fact that he's telling us. Let's sure. do this again. Okay, here we go. We're going to try this the third time. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh, Todd. Yes, he is laying the blame on Todd Haley. Yes, he is. <laughs> so I can understand how guys would Correction go, Wait a issued. <laughs> <laughs> so now you understand my point more? Yeah, so, okay, now the okay. question is lie or not. Yes, he's definitely right. so, off Yeah, because I didn't blame. like the guy. I was rooting for it to be a lie. But I can't even get there. I try to be fair about dudes I like and don't like. And even if I don't love Roethlisberger with the 140-degree temperature and I'm almost died this time in the walking boot after every single game and him telling the sideline reporter for years how banged up he was and then he always plays and then I may retire the last two years, I can't get there. I can't get – you know how bad of a dude you would have to be to go, okay, I did this all on my own. I threw the interception. I'll just make up. I'll just say that Todd Haley said to, I'll say I wanted to clock it. And then I'll say Todd Haley said no. And then that it's not, it's his fault. Yep. And, and he has to do that pretty quickly, by the way. 
Like no way. No okay, way. Okay, so that's option See, one. If, he, if Roethlisberger it's option did that, one, he lied. Okay, you just laid it out. Yeah, option I don't, two I don't, is I can't get there. Option two is he is the dude we just talked about earlier. Still, the guy getting no press releases from the department who still says whatever on his mind. So option two is it's true. Haley did say go for it. And Roethlisberger probably should have been like Russell Wilson and not said that part. He shouldn't have just aired it all out, right? Yeah, he could have just said, I mean, he, he would have, you know, he would have just done the thing where you go. Like, but then some dudes, when they're taking blame, when it's not all on them, take this pride in right. the way they're like, yes. hey, I'm, I'm a real stand-up guy, so I'm going to tell you that yeah. this is my fault. We all know that it definitely isn't. <laughs> so I, I don't have a problem with the play. I just don't. I don't. I don't. Do you have a problem with the catch? Because yeah, now I we're do. talking the Jesse James play. Yeah, game. yeah, I do, man. Listen, you would think that going to law school and being a lawyer would make me one who appreciates like the the, the letter of the law. Did you cross the T's? Did you dot the I's? Because this is where we catch a man, and that's why this entire industry of briefcase-suited men work. But the truth of the matter is you lose reality at some point. And when your rule book looks like the federal tax code and nobody can understand it, I'm not real interested in the analysis today, Ryan, of somebody going, well, you know, I mean, clearly the rules say if he bobbles it, it's not a catch. Yeah, okay, great. That means you know how to read. But you know what you've lost in your process of knowing how to read? Seeing reality. That's a catch, man. And that's a touchdown. That's what that is. In on- The only world where that's not a catch is in the NFL rulebook that we have now decided is reality. The NFL rulebook is not reality. It is, we have reality, and in this other world. This feels like a Des Bryant rant against the Packers from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm just well-versed in it, man. I've done it before. <laughs> Here's Mike Tomlin on the overturned play that would have meant a win for the Steelers. I don't have HD and all of that stuff, so... It's really irrelevant how I feel about it, to be honest with you. It's not going to change the outcome of the game. I'm not going to cry over spilt milk and all of that crap and talk about replay. I ain't doing it. Can you imagine being a Steelers fan and then having to hear Belichick's response on this play? Were you surprised they overturned it? It looked like the ball moved. I don't know. That's to talk to the crew about that. I thought it was going to get overturned. I couldn't believe Nance was saying that's going to hold up because I can agree with you that we've lost sight of what this whole catch thing is supposed to be. But the way this is called, I go, it. he didn't have control. He didn't have control. I don't understand why people have such a hard time understanding the difference between a running back who's handed the football and has possession diving for the plane versus somebody who's trying to complete a catch. Because we all know what a football move looks like. And you're do saying, we? I, I don't, I think man, I do. Well, we don't by the letter of the law, clearly. I mean, some sometimes it's a catch and you go, okay, well, that's a catch. Like, that's clearly a catch. There was a play yesterday. I can't remember what game it was. But it was literally identical to that Des Bryant play from 2014 where the guy made the catch, made what everyone determined was a football move, and then they ruled it a fumble, okay? They don't enforce this consistently. They can try to button down these rules and these laws as much as possible. They cannot do it consistently. And what's happened is our eyes know, I think we do know what a football move is. Are you telling me like you put 10 dudes in a room, or 10 guys watching those games yesterday, they don't look at that and go, by anyone's definition, that's a catch, a football move, and a reach. Barnwell suggests three things. Will Kane, The Rosillo Show, it's ESPN Radio. You can check it out on ESPN.com. Where the first one's basically like, let's stop making all of these extra things have to happen to complete the catch. And on specific end zone plays, you catch it and you're down and then you get hit, like it's still a touchdown, okay? So it's like you're you're making it 
less problematic. You're having to define less things after the fact. Okay. There's the other one, which I think is about safety. And that is if you ever watch any of the old NFL film stuff and you'll see a guy in the seventies, maybe even early eighties where it's somebody in the flat, he makes a catch and he will have not even taken a step and he'll turn and somebody knocks the ball out. It's always a fumble. I think for safety reasons, the NFL said we, we would like you to make the catch in a move or two and then we'll be good to go. But for safety reasons, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. And the third option that Barnwell suggested was to have 60 seconds for 25 former receivers in and former tw- 25 former defensive backs where they have 60 seconds to watch a review and then you vote and we see a bunch of <laughs> like light it. panels light up. And then if it's can I have twenty five fans in too? Because the truth of the matter is, I think fans retain some. You they would come, only they would the Pats would have gone zero for twenty five on those votes yesterday because no fan would something. have voted for. Can I just say something? There is a level of expertise where you become irrational. You have lost perspective at some level of expertise. You've lost common sense. I don't want to know all the intricacies. I know what a catch looks like. It's like the Supreme Court back in the day with pornography. I can't define it. I'd be fine. But I know it when I see it. Not with porn, but I'd be fine with that just being it. You go, it's up to the official's discretion. Forget the whole completion of the football move and all these different things. Do you think he had the catch? So here's the thing. I can have a problem with what the rule is, with the James play specifically, Will, but I wasn't surprised that they overturned that thing at all. Okay. Well, that's because you're, I know what you're doing. You're like a sports lawyer. Were you surprised they overturned it? It looked like the ball moved. I don't know. That's you know, should talk to the crew about that. <laughs> talk to the crew about that. <laughs> what are we going to do when he's at Navy coaching? You know, at Navy. Yeah, that's my theory. That's my Belichick endgame theory. Navy. Yeah, head coach of Navy. Just because he's just a football guy. Loves the midshipman. Doesn't need all this glory and. No, he doesn't need it. Live rings, bro. Seven, if you count. Well, yeah, as an assistant. Okay, the Russo show. Back? Could he bring Navy back? Could he put? Where could he put? Could he get Navy in the playoffs? Folks, I wouldn't rule it out. The Ryan Russillo show. Russillo. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them, with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's Obvious News from GEICO. I'm going to play the Diddy audio for you a little bit later. 
aka Puff Daddy. What was he going to be there for like a minute? Was it Buddy Love? Brother Love. Brother Love. Bubba was just about to jump in. Bubba, did you know that? Yeah, Brother Love, yeah. Because people in wrestling were yeah. really upset because there's a guy, Brother Love, like, oh, you stole his name. It's Brother Love. Come on. Is that why he abandoned it? Probably, yeah. Wrestling always wins. That was a soft launch for Diddy on that Brother Love Beta thing. version. Yeah, and then he's like, what are you guys, nuts? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't change my name to something dumb. <laughs> Diddy. Still Diddy. Uh, I kind of wish Bubba had picked up on the cues there to drop our collective soul, though. I thought we were going to get a lot of this week before the holidays. I feel like you're, you're messing It'll be that around. Up. Don't worry. Do I need it on the board here or am I going to abuse it? <laughs> you might abuse it, but we can, we can get it over there. So you're saying I would abuse it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but because the Panthers are for sale and the investigation into Jerry Richardson from Sports Illustrated, all the stuff, do you want to just start there quick on, on that Jerry Richardson stuff? Because I'm reading along going, okay, where's the smoking gun? Where's the smoking gun? Maybe he's just an old dude. Maybe he's a, oh, he, can I shave your legs? I'm out. <laughs> I go, okay. Uh, there's no counter to, hey, thanks for making it to work today. Can I shave you? <laughs> you can't contextualize that one? No. <laughs> like, well, well wait a minute. What date was if it? If you Tuesday? put that in the proper context. Was it someone's birthday? You know, I'm just trying to think like Michael Scott. Could Michael Scott get away with, hey, shave your buddy at work day? <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay. So yeah, I, you can, you can jump off there a little bit or do you want to get right to the Saruti talk? You want me to talk now is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I, well, I didn't know. I didn't want to transition out of this, Will, unless you wanted it. Like, did you want to stay with this? Cause I know this has kind of been your, your, uh, my thing? Yeah, your thing for a bit. No, oh, because I've said that the yeah. the storm is coming for the sports world. Yeah. It's true. Let me tell you what I think. First of all, I got two analogies, so just keep up with both of them. Okay. All right? I'm locked First in. of all, I have said, right, that there is a storm coming for the sports world. I think we now know that to be true. What I will continue to tell you is I believe you are only getting the outer bands of what we now know is a Cat 5 storm, that it's going to get worse before it gets better. It is now claimed the owner of an NFL franchise, and it will claim more, and it will be more scandalous. You're going to say more owners are going to be going down. No, I didn't say more owners. I'm just saying more high-profile, more all-encompassing, more conversation from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. This will encompass everything. And I'm just telling you, I don't know how it lasted that long that it was Hollywood and it was media, but it wasn't sports. It was clear that it's coming. And I want to say this also. This is my other analogy. I told Srudi and the guys in the control room. Do you know what um, cowboy poker is? Rodeo poker? Uh, is that where you know everybody else's cards? No. Now, right. sometimes at rodeos, maybe during a slow moment, maybe at smaller rodeos, they play. I only go to smaller rodeos. Well, I'm surprised you haven't encountered this yet. <laughs> uh, PBR is coming to Madison Square Garden here at the beginning of January. Happy to take you. Um, End of January? Beginning. Beginning? All right. Um, Cowboy poker is you put a card table in the middle of the arena. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I know this. Yeah, Four yeah. dudes sit down and start playing poker. Yep. Right? Then they release the bull. And the game is who can stay seated the longest? Who remains playing poker? Maybe the card table itself goes into shreds. Yeah, and then the four guys will just be sitting there. And maybe sometimes dudes go flying. And maybe some guys go, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm out of here and take off running. It feels like society is playing cowboy poker right now. There are just people dropping left and right. You never know where it's coming next. Stay in your seat. Keep playing cards. 
if you're doing your things right, maybe he doesn't come for you. <laughs> well, we're going to find out from Diddy uh, that he wants to own the team. The Rosillo Show, it's ESPN Radio. But Saruti asked this question in the pre-show, which I think I know Saruti's answer, and that's why he's asking the question. Yeah, it was, would you have any trepidation about buying an NFL franchise right now in the current climate? So what are you asking me? Exactly. With Just, with how we don't know what a catch is, fans are angry. I don't care about the ratings catch are thing. down. There's all sorts of off the field protest things going on. Do you think it's so, worth? So I got. He said. He said. First today? thing he said is we don't know what a catch is. <laughs> well, that's, 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 I'm recency biased. That's yeah, going right. to stop somebody from buying a franchise. <laughs> here's here's what I would say. So I I could put together a portfolio two plus two. You know whatever. Plus I got to go over two billion, right? So I I get my guys. I start calling all my dudes. I go, all right, so let's put together a package. All right, I'm in for 100. Okay. So I'm putting together this package. And basically what I have to do is I have to convince myself, is this investment going to be worth it, or am I buying football at its peak? Am I buying that brownstone in maybe your neighborhood in New York City now? Williamsburg. All right, am I buying... Brooklyn. I, whatever. Any rich, fancy, like high demand, am I buying... This real estate right before the bubble. Okay. Am I buying it right before the bubble? And my guess would still be if I'm putting together this ownership group, I will see an increase in value of the football property, even if it's not at the scale that it's grown the last 10 years, that I will have a return on my investment in a sports franchise in 10 years. So I would still buy it despite all their problems. And my answer to you, Srudi, was because you asked this question directly after having the Jerry Richardson conversation as well. I don't have any skeletons. So, yeah, I'll buy an NFL franchise. <laughs> Will took this a different, a whole different way. So you went that way. I thought about the money. Just can I put together my money? And I would say, like, here's the problem. Every time an owner complains about their challenges in ownership, who loses money with these things? So you could say the reckoning is coming, and I'm talking about financially, that all of a sudden what? That... ESPN and Fox and CBS and NBC, like we can talk about the live rights bubble, but when I think back to the charts that I look at and all the projections of how people consume stuff, live sports isn't just going to automatically go away. We can talk about some declining NFL ratings and maybe a trend that continues, but I don't like NFL ratings can go down and it can still be the most valuable television property with the way people watch today. Live sports in the moment. That's what people are still watching. So you can tell me a rating's going down, but so is everything else. So if I still have the best property, I just don't see if I bought an NFL franchise in 2017 that I'd be losing money when I sold it in 2027. I don't see that happening. I'm with you. I still think you're going to need a return on your investment because also NFL franchises aren't just, is the bottom line red or is the bottom line black businesses? They are prestige ego businesses, and there's always more ego buyers out there. I mean, it is a game of musical chairs at some point to play it like that, but I think it's a pretty big prestige buy that will continue to trade. I will say this, the way that I answered the question, I think will be increasingly part of the equation. Can I afford to own something high profile if I don't have the behavior or background to back it up? Because you buy an NFL franchise, maybe you don't want to sell it a year later. Maybe you don't want to sell it two years no, later. No, nobody does it and then sells maybe it. Maybe you need to hold on to it for 10 years. But what if something comes out in your background and you're forced to sell two and a half years into this project. That's not the way you want to do these businesses. So I think everybody needs to be asking themselves, do I deserve a spot or can I withstand a spot in the public spotlight? And owning NFL franchises are in the public spotlight. So Diddy, 
What's your perfect? Diddy, Diddy would be fine. Diddy, you kidding Diddy's, me, bad boy? Diddy, <laughs> Diddy is for sure. Diddy is back, folks. Okay, this Diddy's a choir boy. We know that, so this that ought to work. Has to be one of the dumbest things debated in social media history. Is what would Diddy be as as an owner? And he's winning. He's winning this 24, 48-hour news cycle by even being talked about here. Um, but you're going to hear from him next, his proposal, where he screws up the name of the team, which is locked for me. The Ryan Rossillo Show. Rossillo. Your Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy level of interest. We're about the same age. Give me peak Diddy for you. It was not high. Never. Mm-mm. I no. never liked him. <laughs> Not once. I liked Mace a little bit. I was going to say the same thing. I liked Mace a little bit, and that was actually the only reason I ever paid attention to Diddy. That was Mace. That Mace had like two or three in a row that were just really, really Yeah, good. but even that was pretty short-lived, and I, I saw Mace. I'm told Mace is beefing right now with Cameron. Pretty heavy. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that's not cool, guys. Diddy, you got to respect all of the other stuff, but like as a performer, buying his album, like, no, nah, come on, man. Like, even when it was happening, I wasn't super into it. But he has stayed relevant. I believe one time at the ESPYs I saw him, I would love if someone here at ESPN could send me an internal email, work email, and back this up. But I believe Diddy bought two seats or demanded. He didn't pay for them because that's not how it works for famous people at the ESPYs. But he had two seats in the front, and he left the other one empty. Baller move. But Why? Just because it's Diddy. He wasn't going to bring. His statement was he wasn't going to bring anyone with him to the ESPYs. And on top of that, my plus one is just going to be an empty seat. It's like buying a first class ticket. I just get a little extra extra leg room there. No, I don't know because the seat's next to him. So unless he's going to let his arms out, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Right. Like that elbow rest down there. I, I think that's what happened. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, so that's the guy. We know how much he's more about being a mogul than he is ever being a rapper. So to add to that mogul level, he said that he wanted to buy the Panthers with the reports that Jerry Richardson is now selling them. Okay, y'all, uh, this is just in breaking news. The North Carolina Panthers. Okay, focus at least on that <laughs> beginning part on which team it is, because I want to I want to make sure it's the same team. Okay, y'all, uh, this is just in breaking news. The North Carolina Panthers, okay? North Carolina Panthers are up for sale. I believe it's time to turn the franchise over to new ownership. Well, I need to send a message out to everybody in the beautiful state of North Carolina. I will be the best NFL owner that you can imagine. I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation and put him in the running for next year's starting quarterback. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. But also, I will have the best halftime show the best selection of music, and we will win. Not if you start Cat uh, Super Bowl over Cam. Why, why would we cut it off there? He says multiple Super Bowls, right? He says Super Bowls gets cut off in the video. Yeah. Oh, I saw a video where it doesn't get cut off, where he says we're going to win Super Bowls. So let me just get this straight: on the agenda, sign Colin Kaepernick, put him in contention to start over Cam Newton, who won an MVP. Really good halftime shows. Best music selection in and out of timeouts win Super Bowls in that order. Maybe in that order. It was off the cuff. You're writing it down? Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to see what this would be. 
Uh, obviously, I want this to happen, but what I can't believe is that people don't understand what's going on here. It's it's just, hey, I'm going to release a video. It's going to get a few million views. I stay relevant. I'm in the cycle now for a couple days. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's Diddy. And by the way, graphics on TV, I'm sorry, but graphics guys today on the Russell Show on ESPN News, don't graphic that as P. Diddy. Like, we, we're, a, we're a newer show here. Okay? We're the show that gets it. This is not... This is not Harlem Shake here, okay? Don't graphic him as P. Diddy. It's the Rosillo Show. His name's Diddy. You're embarrassing me now. <laughs> I like when you snap when you talk. Like, yeah. So, like, you're a Hollywood mogul now. But then people were doing them like, what would he be like as an owner? Yo, that would be great, right? This is this 40 seconds tells you it'd be a disaster. Let's have it happen. But he's not alone now, right? He's got others in on his ownership group, one of which is his potential starting quarterback. Kaepernick wants in. Kaepernick's in. He wants to be an NFL Steph owner Steph Curry him. wants in. On Diddy's ownership group? Yes. He said, I'm in. He and knows. Steph hasn't done the update yet on his phone. He knows. Steph knows. It's not the North Carolina Panthers, at least. Yeah, that's that's a tough... Like, if I said, hey, can't believe the Pats are for sale. I want to buy the Boston Patriots. <laughs> How do you think that would go over in the 617? Like, does he not know that they changed that 40 years ago? 50 years ago? Well, I'm guessing South Carolina doesn't feel good about it right now. Any denizens of South Carolina feel a little slighted by it. Or maybe they never really bought in all the way. Uh, but yeah, I saw like serious people going, hmm, I wonder, I wonder. You know what he's probably doing? This is the deal. Is they go, can I do one of those Magic Johnson Jeter deals? Where yeah. I give you like $20 million, and then I make it back in salary in four or five years and I have other people pay for it? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't blame any famous person for going, okay, so Can I have the Jeter deal? Yeah. Yes. Can I do a 2% kick in? And yet, everybody thinks I'm the owner, and then I get to do all the TV stuff. And I get a $5 million salary a year. Jeter's going to make back his investment in less than four years on the Marlins. Right, on salary alone. Right, and then he's going to have a percentage of when they're sold. Yes. I've done it wrong. I should have just been a Hall of Fame shortstop this whole time. And, and it's a shame your dad didn't talk to you about that. I know. Like, got career advice, or maybe an advisor at the University of Vermont. Yeah, be like, okay, here's the plan. I think I'm going to drop pre-law, and I'd like to be a Hall of Fame athlete. And she would have been like, he or she, the council would have been like, well, on the plus side, high likelihood of ownership stake in a professional franchise at the back end. Yes, yes. If On the downside, right? have you sexually harassed anybody? (laughs) Can you do 15 years of advanced metrics? Can you do that? The Ryan Rossillo Show. Thank you for listening to the Ryan Rossillo Show podcast. You can check out the show live weekdays at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN News. The Ryan Rossillo Show podcast. Hottest in the game, ain't nothing to it, world now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce, everyone has different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Motivating and engaging our people every step of the way. Laugh off, 
Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I'm on the top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top, top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. Ryan Clark is hanging out on a Monday. We're going to have Jeff Saturday, Tim Hasselbeck, so loaded. All NFL, all day today. The Rosillo Show with Will Kane on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We've spent the first two segments on Steelers-Pats. I'd still like to do more on it because, you know, unfortunately we're doing rules, we're doing the catch, we're doing Roethlisberger's deal there. Did you catch Rodney Harrison or hear about what he had said at the halftime of the Sunday night game about Ben? He accused Ben of lying and not owning the fact that he just made a mistake. That essentially when Ben was saying Todd Haley said, don't clock it, throw it, that that Rodney Harrison was basically saying Roethlisberger just made that up and wasn't taking ownership yeah, yeah. No, of it. I, I, asked, um, I actually heard that. It was after the game. Um, yeah. He said it. And, I mean, that's that's Rodney's opinion. I, I guess I can't really – shoot, I wasn't in the headset. I don't know what happened. All I know is what the play was. Um, he didn't spike it. Eli Rogers runs the slant. Looks like Eli knew he was supposed to run a well, slant. Eli clearly knows something's going on. Right, exactly. A lot of other looks dudes like, don't. Yeah. Everybody else, everybody else looked like they were preparing for a spike. Seemed like Eli knew it was a slant. We've seen this play with AB before. It's usually a fade because it's a little farther out um, that well, they've done. Really, it. what does that tell you? If it's is the quarterback and one guy on the same page, and the rest of the team is not, what does that tell it tells you? Tells me the same thing it told me when Dan Marino did it in in the nineties. That you know sometimes you communicate. With other players he on the field. He does a signal. Right, yeah. I felt like he looked at Eli and kind of gave him a call. Uh, what was going on in his headset? Is there no call for know. the team? Or is that giving away the whole thing? Because well, the defense I know, is- I know, you know, there are some teams that will change the way they say it. So instead of, you know, if, if, if it's clock, 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 you know, and, and it's the same in this motion, they might say spike, spike, spike. And that means, okay, on this one, we're going to fake the, fake the, the clock and throw it. And I saw, you know, I know you have those different things. I think sometimes. Fake spike would seem to tip them off. Yeah. Well, not fake spike. No, yeah. I'm just saying fake spike. That might be yeah, an issue. Yeah. yeah. Hey, fake spike it. Yeah. <laughs> fake spike it, run a fade. Um, but you know, like but in that situation. Actually, that would, fine. yeah, Manning, that would be Peyton yeah. Manning stuff. Sorry, Ryan. We're, nah, you're fine. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm going to turn off my mic. Is your guy's show, man? Is your guy's show? I'm just here. Please go ahead. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to call Ben a liar, like I said, because I don't know, uh, what was said. I don't like the overshare, obviously. You know, you kind of just, you know, you want to keep those things kind of in-house or whatever happened. It doesn't matter. The play is the play. I like the fact that eventually he owned up to it. Like I threw an interception because that's what it was. Cause you didn't have to throw the ball no matter how you get, um, uh, to that point. And, you know, I like the fact that coach Tomlin supported him and was like, listen, we were playing to win the game. That's. A good word, by the way. As you and I debated what's going on with Ben, at a minimum, he's an oversharer. That's his whole life, though. You know, like, if, if you ever just listen to him, and I don't think it's purposely, I, I don't think it's malicious, like, you always know what injury he has, right? We, like, we would have a strict rule that you don't talk about injuries. He'd but, be the guy that would go to a casino with you, and he'd be like, everybody, like, how'd you do? And he would just double the total. But see, well, though, he's the dude that honestly answers the question. You yeah, know, you walk in the hallways and say, "How right, you doing?" I don't think you know. You say up if he was down, but if he won ten grand, he'd tell you twenty. No, see, see, like I don't think that. Here's what I think. <laughs> you're calling him a liar. Just yeah, you call him a liar. That's, that's, just, that's, that's just, a liar. That's no, not a, no, that's not an oversharer. That's a fibber. Yeah, here's my storyteller. He told Michelle Tafoya years ago that he had a temperature of like 104 that day, 
and people were like, you'd be almost dead, and you're warming well, up. Here's here's what here's what I would say about 104 temperature. When I was dying, that's, that's what right. my temperature was. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you were. Yeah. Yeah. For those that may just wonder, wait a minute, what the hell is Ryan talking about? Like you had some stuff. That you yeah, were doing, yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. So when I was dying, yeah, I had 104 uh, temperature, and it sucked. Uh, I was not able to warm up nor play football. Uh, but so liar. No, but listen. <laughs> oh, see, I'm thing. not even calling him a liar. I right, listen, Pittsburgh, because I know, because you know, I come on Rosillo and they replay stuff. And yeah, now we, we got you good with that wrong you know, thing. Oh, I didn't bother me. Yeah, I wasn't tripping. <laughs> I and, know that's why you said it. And so, but on, I'm not. I don't think Ben lies. I think he just tells the truth, right? Whereas if you ask most cats about a knee injury, they're going to downplay it. Oh, it's a it's a little little tight, you know, a little stiff. But oh, I you're talking about to, the Antonio Brown. Thing. I should be able to go. What's up? Oh, no, I come on the show. Oh right, no, I'm, right, I'm, right. no, I'm talking yeah. about like you know, like all Patriots fans. They say they won't put hands on me now. You I got know. your back. Don't no, I would listen, bro. They know what ESPN is. It is not hard to get. I'll to. talk. No, they, they come see me. But I'm not saying so, I'm gonna fight. I'll just talk to your people. No, I won't. I'm gonna fight. Um, but and so when you look at all this stuff that's going on, I just think he he tells us more about the things he the way he sees things happening or the way he feels than most people do. And he's not the guy that's gonna say he won twenty when he won ten, but he's for sure not the guy that's gonna go, oh, I did I. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to tell right. you, oh, man, yeah, right. I bust him over the head for 10. And I think we're not used to that in football or in sports in general, especially from a quarterback. Yeah. And so we kind of take it, you know, it's like, oh, he's calling Coach Haley out. And then Rodney Harrison says he's lying. How does Rodney know? He don't know nothing about who's lying, who's not. So I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm just saying I wish he would have kind of just kept those things tight to the vest and dealt with that with the team. I got to ask you this quickly. Yeah. We'll do this because we're running out of time. We got two I heard, minutes here. I heard you on first take. Mm-hmm talking about Jerry Richardson, what's going on in Carolina. Give us your perspective. It sounds like you've had personal interactions yeah, with he's the man. Not, yeah, listen, it, listen, it's, it's, it's not surprising um, some, of, some of the things you hear, especially the racial the, the racial th- things and, and the tone that he would take with, with players. Uh, he was definitely one of those who was clear that there is a difference in ownership and labor. There's a, a difference between you and I. Uh, he was very clear that that difference stemmed from what your job was and in a lot of cases what your color was. And so to hear him ask people to call him him, him Mr. And, and, and those different things, that's not shocking to me. Um, I think it is sad, though, uh, especially in the climate, because you're hearing more about it. A guy with the power he has in the position he has putting uh, women, especially. And I know these are only allegations, so I can't say that they're true or not. Putting people in situations uh, that he has, uh, and it's cowardly to me that now you sell the team. When you've already stated that you want to sell the team, your estate will sell the team when you retire. And so now you kind of run from the heat when it's brightest, but you had no problem you know, speaking up to talk about young African-American men who were protesting. And uh, Max Kellerman today... So that's your issue more than anything, is that now you're selling it because of these allegations yes. prior to... You say, yeah. You, well, no, no, my issue... My, I, I don't really... Uh, I can't necessarily say I have an issue. These are just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. These are, are, are the facts that, that I feel are true. The Ryan Rosillo Show. Rosillo. We have our financial advisor, Tim Hasselbeck, with us for the Rosillo Show. Will Kane, ESPN Radio. Because you we were just breaking down all the Diddy purchase stuff because Diddy is back, folks. And lost it by the Panthers. And then we started going through what the numbers would be for the other partners that got on Twitter and said, in, count me in. But I want to do that a little bit later because, Will, I know you have a question for him. Well, I asked you this before we went to break, Ryan. I'm going to ask you, Tim. So after yesterday's game, 
Patriots Steelers. If you're a Steelers fan, that clock hits zeros. How do you feel about your team today? You feel optimistic about their future this season, or do you feel pessimistic? Um, I think you're disappointed not because of the outcome of the game. I think you're disappointed because Antonio Brown got hurt, and and you don't know if you don't know when you're getting him back. I mean, I I think your bigger takeaway is the loss of Antonio Brown. Well, okay, Brown goes down. You're looking at it like it's all right. It's stupid playing. We still almost win this thing. But I get. I think I feel like the Brady pick and then the short field and touchdown for the Steelers was almost lost in all this. Like if that pick doesn't happen, I don't know if the Steelers crack 20, sixteen points. Oh yeah, but let's not think we think that New England's a good team. They took New England to the wire. Um, really had multiple opportunities to beat them. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if you just look at it as a, you know, look, the team that many people believe is the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in our conference, can we beat them? They've kind of had their way with us, especially in the postseason. Can, are we good enough to beat them? Can we beat them? Are we a different team now? And I think they kind of feel like, yeah, man, we were toe-to-toe with them. Like, we're, we're like... You know, and whether it's a mistake made by another team or not, like New England's looking at it like, look, we made the plays they didn't, even though it'd be very easy to just look at that game and say, well, this call goes that way and you eliminate, you know, the dumb decision by Ben late and you win the game. But I, I think the bigger thing for them is they felt like they could play with New England before the game. They certainly feel that way after the game. And. You know, other than having to go to Foxborough, I think the bigger disappointment is Antonio Brown's hurt. Yeah, I think that the Foxborough thing is the reason anybody's in, entertaining the idea that you'd feel pessimistic. If I were a Steelers fan, I'd watch that yesterday and I'd feel great. I mean, the things that went wrong for the Steelers, you got to—that's fixable. That kind of play at the end of a game—that's not. That's at not the end a of the game, mistake. the pick. But that's that's kind of my point: is that no one's bringing up the Brady pick in a short field and a touchdown. So I'm not trying to be this like pro patriot thing on the whole deal, but I don't. I don't know. Why do you get to include that well, you, pick I, at the I think, end and say, "Oh well, you know, the Steelers would have won if it wasn't for that one," and then dismiss the Brady? No, but one. I'm not saying that. I, I think it's 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 less of a hot take. But I think some said. people look at those picks being somewhat different in the sense that, like, you know, one is more um, just traditional football play. Guy gets driven pressure, back into his yeah. lap, pressure on the quarterback. Where Ben's is, it's not even really a play. It's a it's a fake spike, and you you know you're trying to make something happen. I think the other aspect of it, um, you know, in terms of how you look at it. Um, Pittsburgh's first touchdown should not have stood. They throw a flag and, and the left guard's three yards down the field. It's a run pass option. So they throw a flag for a legal man downfield and for some unknown reason, they pick up the flag and then CBS never shows it to us again. Yeah, they went just went, hey, everything's good. Went back and looked at it and there's no, that play should, it should not have been a touchdown. Okay, help us out with Roethlisberger then because the explanation afterwards, everybody's trying to figure out who called the code red, okay? Who ordered the code red, I guess is the best way to put that. And Roethlisberger immediately tells us uh, his version of this. To be real clear on that, is that Randy or Todd in your ear saying go for it instead of clock it? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh, Todd. Uh, now, once, once again, that's coming from the, the head guy. Someone's telling them, but, but you know, they... Um, you know, maybe they wanted the field goal. You know, maybe they wanted to tie it. I, I don't know. And so maybe that's on me. Uh, maybe I should have uh, just clocked it, whatever it is. I don't know. So we're not going to look back and second guess anything or anybody. Uh, we, we lost the game, and, and I threw a pick in the end zone at the end of the game to lose it. 
What's going on there? Because Rodney Harrison flat out called him a liar, basically, on the Sunday night halftime broadcast. He goes, yeah, Ben needs to own it more and realize that it's all on him. Uh, I don't know. You can not like Roethlisberger, but to then say, okay, I'm going to blame Todd Haley for this thing, maybe it's just, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things that I just find generally confusing about what he says, you know, because he says, you know, that comes from the head man. I mean, the truth is Mike Tomlin has zero involvement at all in terms of calling plays offensively, none, you know. And so um, I don't know how that, how Ben feels like that's coordinated from Mike Tomlin in terms of what the play call is, whether you're stopping the clock there, um, you know, right so away. So Haley wouldn't even seconds. do that? No, 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 no. Tomlin, Tomlin he's saying. Oh no, I, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, but like Tomlin but, wouldn't have any input on. Do you want to go kick the field goal and clock it? No, or? no, no, no. He has the endpoint of of hey, hey, let's stop the clock, right? Okay. But but he's not saying run this play, run yeah, the I fake spike, that. run yeah. like there, there's not time to organize that. Now that is something that could come from um that could come from the sideline. It easily could come from Haley. The other aspect of it is this, especially with somebody like Ben that's played as much as Ben has played. It could come straight from Ben, you know, and dun, dun, dun. now, now regardless, and this is the case for sure, regardless if it came from Tomlin, Ben, Ben's mom, his sister, or Ben himself, it doesn't matter. What matters is it wasn't there. So when you call it, okay, so you basically, you're yelling clock, 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 you signal, so you signal to one receiver, the guy that you're thinking of throwing the route to, you signal to him the route you want him to run, and then you fake the spike and you throw it. Everybody, no one else even knows what's going on. It's just you and that other guy. Well, when it's not there, you now have to throw it away. It's like calling a flea flicker. Just because you call it a flea flicker doesn't mean you need to throw it down the field if, if it's covered. Right. It's the same principle. So that's how, that's how the fake clock works only one other guy along with the quarterback knows what's going on well sometimes sometimes you may have something different like you may say hey big ben big ben you know maybe that is a different type of clock play right and where it's that is the fake play but when you watch them okay when you watch them do it there's nine other guys not doing anything you look at where Le'Veon bell is Le'Veon bell is frozen you know kind of you know, off the line of scrimmage, but he's not even behind, like, he's not even in, like, the tackle box. He's just standing still as to not to get a legal motion penalty. Let's talk with you about how much it would actually cost to get in on some of this ownership here for the North Carolina Panthers. I'm in it with you guys, if you guys are in. Will's <laughs> got have that. to carry most of the he's weight got on this that one. New York City no, Will, money. Will's got that old money. Mm-hmm. Hasselbeck family's new money. <laughs> Listening to the Ryan Rossillo Show podcast. You can check out the show live weekdays at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN News. The Ryan Rossillo Show podcast.